I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Who the hell are they? Where's Frank Skinner? He's off. Absolute Radio. Morning. You're listening to Absolute Radio. Uh, Frank Skinner is away. That's the phrase that they use, isn't it? Frank Skinner's away. Uh, we thought it was going to be for two weeks, but it turns out it's two years. <laughs> He's um, found a member of Pussy Riot, the Russian dissident band. <laughs> Who knew? Surprise. Um, uh, <laughs> instead, it's me, Alan Cochran, and uh, we have uh, the divine Miss Emily Dean here. Oh, Alan. And uh, Steve Hall, who is a, a new friend of the show. I oh, don't get a divine. You don't, although I'm sure you will be in the next three hours. We'll see if you can escalate to the uh, yeah, position you... of divine, Steve. <laughs> I don't think it suits you, I'll be yeah. honest. No, you've um, got divine potential, definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. But, you see, I, you two, have you two got previous? Yes. Oh, I we've, thought you did. We've we know each, each other far too well. We've known mm. each other a long time. Mm. Um, am I meant to do this at the start instead? Sorry, I want, I want to just do my house duties okay. in my first little bit. Uh, you can text us on 8.12.15 and follow us on Twitter using at Frank on Absolute. I love the way you did that. You sounded a bit Werther's original granddad. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I'm filling in for Frank Skinner. They're big shoes to fill, but I've got big feet, so I'm not, I'm not yeah. too worried. But uh, I said to my mum yesterday, oh, I'm, I'm doing the show, I'm, I'm filling in for Frank tomorrow. What did she say? She said, um, tell them that I'm driving to Glasgow. <laughs> that, that was... Thanks for that, Mum. Tell them that I'm driving to Glasgow and I'm setting off early. <laughs> so, uh, so what I'm meant to do for the next three hours, I'm not really sure. Oh. But thanks, Mum. Cheers. So, yeah, uh, Steve and I have known each other a long time, haven't we? We have indeed. I was trying to count up how many times we've shared a flat in Edinburgh. Yeah, uh, And it's only, it was... it's only four... Right. But it feels like so many more. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be for a whole month, though, so I suppose it's quite intense. You've actually lived together, then. It's all gone a bit David Furnish. We've lived together. <laughs> <laughs> My partner, Steve. Just as we all laugh, then, there's a screen in front of me that just flashes the words too loud, which normally I don't see, because yeah. usually Frank just gets it. Now I realise how much he's... That flashes throughout me in life. Man <laughs> goes around carrying that sign. Really, what are people's fashion items? Yeah, things too loud. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but no, I did. I've got to fess up now, Al, because um, I did Google you, Steve, I'm afraid. Not in a creepy stalker about to go on a date way. Um, well, that's, you're quite right to do There is no reason to have heard of me, so it would no, make entire sense. No, just about to work with someone, I think it's a good thing to do. I, I think it's a very common thing to do in the... Uh, in How the dare media, you? <laughs> in media circles. When you're about to work with somebody new, you do a little Google check and perhaps an IMDB check. Yeah. It's, and, quite, it's quite nice that someone is Googling me other than myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good to know... And you're, can I just say you're very Googleable? A lot of information comes up. And but, yeah, I'm quite pleased with that, normally, because mm. there's a few other Steve Halls out there who uh, normally uh, come up first in the search, so I'm delighted that you could track me down. So there was a Steve Hall came uh, seventh in last year's Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> He's done some deep Googling, haven't yeah. you? What did yeah. he do? He was a 63-year-old man who... Um, he did lots of dances to classic old tracks, so he did, like, the Twist and the Macarena, and he kind of comes on and everyone thinks he's going to be terrible, mm -hmm. and then they absolutely loved him. 
He's got, got moves. He's, he's got, got proper moves. Hips. But the way I became aware of him was that I typed my own name in on Twitter, and there were loads of people writing things like, Steve Hall is hilarious, Steve Hall is brilliant. <laughs> there was a good 15 seconds where I thought, finally, my ship has come in. <laughs> I thought the gig was all right, but I didn't know it went that well. <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, uh... Tell them that I'm diving to Glasgow. Um, <laughs> I like that that's your new comedy catchphrase. <laughs> it's not great, is it? <laughs> Although I did try, I think when I first joined this show, I tried to launch a comedy catchphrase that was based on my mum because there's a certain point in conversation on the phone to her where she's obviously just fed up of talking to us, usually when she's told all her stories about her friends from work. And then you'll just hear her go, so that's that. <laughs> and that basically means, right, I need to go to the toilet now. This phone call is over. So that's that. So I, I did, I, when I first joined, I tried to launch So That's That as my catchphrase. I don't know if you remember it ha- that. No, it hasn't taken off. It hasn't, no. Oh, can I just say something? I'm yes. very impressed. Well, for two reasons, actually, this morning, Steve, because firstly, you are looking quite smoking hot. <laughs> now, things are very platonic in this room, but uh-huh. all I will say is the beard is working. Thank you. Uh, Daisy, the producer, emailed me during the week, um, and when I said that I was on holiday, she said, have you grown a holiday beard? And I said, yes, how do you know these things? I thought she was a bit Darren Brown. <laughs> and, uh, and she said, every man I know grows a holiday beard, and they all look terrible. Yes, you see, Alan, I called you uh, mid-holiday, and can I, can I say what happened? You can. I called you mid-holiday, and this is what he did, Steve. He answered me and he went... Look, I'm holding a child and I'm in a storm. <laughs> I thought it sounded quite depressing. Oh. But over to you. Oh, can I just say, the staycation, there's, there's a deep-rooted problem, and that is the British weather. It was so rainy. Mm. I've been in the Cotswolds in a cottage, and it has just poured down. <laughs> oh, okay. I love that is your that... demeanour is so dour that even a delightful word like cottage can sound like, <laughs> I've been in prison. And here was me thinking you were just laughing at the word cottage. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've found it, yeah, it's, it's really, it ruined a lot of days out, the rain. The best day of weather was the day when we were stuck in traffic on the way to the cottage. <laughs> that, was the, that was the highlight of the holiday, that was the day you were stuck in traffic. That was the best weather day. Then the second day was nearly as good as that, and we had a barbecue and some friends came, and that was great. But then so many times we just sat in that cottage going, well, let's fl- flick through the brochure of what's local and see what we can do in the rain. Tons of it. There was one day where my in-laws had visited, and we drove to Tewkesbury, parked up in the car park during a torrential downpour mm. none of us got out of the cars to buy the parking ticket eventually the rain ceased for a tiny split second and uh, my wife and my mother-in-law it's a funny phrase isn't it my mother-in-law you can't help but feel <laughs> a bit Bernard Manning when you're saying it and uh, they ran out to get the parking tickets ran back into the car we all sat in another downpour and then drove somewhere else because it was so rainy, we thought, all oh, right, we'll drive to this antique centre 20 miles away. Drove to the antique centre and the road was cordoned off and we couldn't get to it. So we drove back to the car park I, in Can Tewkesbury. I be honest? I would have been quite relieved I couldn't get to the antique centre. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind antiquing. <laughs> I don't like to come all middle class, but I don't mind antiquing. It's mm. nice, nice day out. Although, a lot of rain. And the, the cottage that we hired. <laughs> can, we, can I just say, the cottage that we hired, I... I like a shower. I'm fine with a shower. Like a shower with a screen or a curtain, I'm fine with that. People that convert bathrooms into wet rooms, you know, where there's no sort of... Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, but I'm suspicious. You're calling it a wet room. 
Yeah. I just think it might have been an outside toilet. No, no. <laughs> it was a shower. It does shower. all sound a bit Wuthering Heights It was a there. shower with no screen, right? And so... That's just a shower with no screen. That's not a wet room. <laughs> well, they, they thought it was a, a feature, I think. I think they thought... I mean, I've lived in student houses that had a wet room, but that was a damp problem. I would just, <laughs> just called it the wet room. But it wasn't a feature. But this one, you, you put your clean clothes on the toilet, which is only three feet away from the shower, and you think, well, they're going to get drenched, aren't they? And then I found a scrim, you know, like a window-cleaning scrim. Oh, I've got one of those. It was in I the cupboard. I wouldn't even out it. It was in the cupboard in the bathroom. Because when you've finished your shower in the wet room, you have to scrim all the surface water that has gathered yeah. on the floor into the plug hole, and there's bits of, like, black furry sock. You know, black furry sock? You know, when you take your black sports socks off, Emily. Who are you on holiday with Monsters Inc? <laughs> do, you, do you not wear Donny black sports socks? <laughs> I think I've misjudged this. This is, well, this is like, this is like as if Eeyore was doing a review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> yes. I'm aware of But the scrim... Like pulling all the water into the, and then the following day, a bird had fouled all over the car window, <laughs> and foul. And my first thought was, well, at least I know where a scrim is. <laughs> and then I thought, what if the previous tenants had exactly this experience, and we've been using it anyway? We'll come back to this. Alan Cochran and Emily D sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Thing is, if you're going to have a wet room with a uh, a tiled floor, why wouldn't you just have it with um, big tiles so that when you're doing your scrim of pulling the surface water towards the plug, it's easier? This was mosaic tiles, tiny little things, full of Donny sports hot fluff. <laughs> Whereas the toilet in the upstairs had massive big tiles, but I don't think got any surface water. Except when our father-in-law arrived, obviously. There was probably a bit of offspray, but... Um. Can I just say, I think it's very good for me to keep it real in my rarefied fashion life and occasionally discuss scrimming. <laughs> the scrimming of Donny Sockcloth, yes. yeah. Something well, you know, I've never come across. I'm down to it. You've never, never had that? This is something that happens between nine and six during the day when I'm not there and I get back and it looks nice. Oh, what? You, the cleaner comes yeah. and deals with she the scrims, surface yeah. water. Right, have you got a wet room? You haven't? Well, I've, I have... Uh, it's sort of... Well, you have to come round and see. OK. <laughs> that sounded like an invitation, obviously it's not. It did, just. Yeah. Well, now that you've got skills in scrimming... Yeah, exactly. No, but I use the scrimmer for my shower yeah. area, because it's a very extended shower area. Well, that's nice. Mm, it yeah, is I don't nice. mind an extended shower. It's just the absence of walls in there that annoys me. Mm. You see your own towel getting wet and everything. It's annoying. Anyway. Um, Al, can I ask, did you row at all? Yes. You and Mrs Cockrell? Yes, <laughs> we, had a, we had a minor uh, fracas when uh, we went to a supermarket. Oh, that's another thing. Not a single shopping memento from the holiday. You know, you go places... This is the problem with the Cotswolds. We were staying in a village. I don't get villages either. I don't get them. Um, <laughs> we Eeyore, was, Eeyore was very disappointed. <laughs> two, two out of five. There was one shop. There was one shop in the village and it was mostly shot. So there was no mm. retail therapy. I bought a toothbrush. That's the only thing I've brought away from the from the holiday. We were in a supermarket, and my wife and I had a tete-a-tete, uh, -tete, I believe it's called. <laughs> what was the argument about? Well, we're trying to do a food shop because it's self-catering in this cottage, and I was suggesting food to get, and she was going, oh, I don't really want to take stuff back. Like, I was going, well, let's buy a bag of rice, and I'll make a curry tonight. She's going, let's just get some of the small... Boil, boil in the bag rice things because I don't really want Let's buy a bag wanna... of rice. It's not exactly pretty woman shopping spree. <laughs> exactly. It? it was not lavish. We've, we'd got other stuff in there. There was some, you know, 
taste the difference or whatever. <laughs> I don't like to brag, but we're on holiday and uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, and so, yeah, I said, I'm earning. Let's get some of that taste the difference stuff. Um, and so, She's a lucky woman. So I was, that's what I was telling her. Maybe that was part of the problem. Uh, and she said, oh, I don't really want to take too much stuff home. And I was like, we've got an estate car. And she was going, but it's the packing, which is a fair point. She but you, do you that count that as a row. That's not that bad. Um, at one point, she walked off saying, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite bad. Because I think at that point, I had said, well, I was going to suggest something else, but you'll probably just have to tear the leftovers back, so I won't bother suggesting anything anymore. I took, oh, my I took God. my bat home a bit, yeah. That's a bad holiday round. Do you know what it was, though? It was about half four in the afternoon, and do you remember a while ago we talked about hanger on the show, when people get hungry you know and angry? that is, Steve? Uh, having lived with Alan, I've encountered it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I think my blood sugars had dropped and I was lashing out, even at my nearest and dearest. You will do that. Why do you, do you, ask do you, you row around? with your other half? Not very much. It, it, we sort of row about like quite small things. So, so we were just on holiday, and, and the biggest argument we had was uh, who was going to order a creme brulee in this really posh restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> That's very first world problems, isn't it? I, I love first world problems. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So that's that. <laughs> there we go. It's catching on, isn't it? It's catching on. I know. So uh, Steve was telling us about. Uh, well, I don't know if it, you had rows on your holiday. The creme brulee. The creme yeah. brulee. That was... creme brulee row sounds like a <laughs> Dan Brown novel or something. <laughs> that was the only big one, and that, and that concluded with me sulkily kind of going, "Well, I suppose I'll have to have the blueberry cheesecake then." <laughs> nice, the classy moment. But the only other thing we argue about is because I don't drive. Uh, and my wife, so my wife has to drive us everywhere. And we went to Canada and we we drove around Lake Ontario. Mm. So it's about a three day drive. Mm. Uh, but because I don't drive, I can't. I, That's so a I'm, big old lake, isn't yeah, it? It's big. Yeah, it's massive. They do uh, some great lakes <laughs> in Canada. No, they really do, don't they? They do do some great lakes. <laughs> she uh, she got quite justifiably angry at my map reading. Oh, um, did she? Because I was fairly useless. Isn't this yeah. the reverse of what the cliche is, is meant mm. to be? It's usually the like the you know those old mainstream comics would go oh my wife she sat there with the map upside down and all that yeah but it's the other way around in your relationship well that was because I basically refused to invest in the skill because I was saying to her we, you know we're we're earning let's get her. let's get <laughs> let's just buy a sat nav oh all I right. thought you were going to say chauffeur <laughs> <laughs> sorry no no we're not doing that well the Go- the Google search doesn't come up with enough results to justify a chauffeur well, we never even explored how many incorrection and in, in, inaccuracies are on the Google search I think. I think my Wikipedia's got the wrong year for my birth year, but in in my favour. Oh, like I'm, you didn't put that in. I haven't put anything in. I promise you. Oh God, no, 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 no. There's another Emily Dean. I don't want you looking at her. Oh, isn't she? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, well, I put did. It this way, I did she's the quite same. High up. Yeah. When you get to channels. Yeah. She's in the high numbers. Yeah, I did the same for you, and I made the mistake of clicking on images. Well, you uh, thought I was banger babes. <laughs> No, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> yes, that's what her name is. Is she from Wales? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, over in the Great Lakes... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was the only... So she uh, she got very annoyed with me for doing that, for just being terrible at map reading. So what I try and do to appease her is to sing to her, uh, <laughs> particularly Johnny Cash, but then that just made her more... And it's because there was an early in our relationship, I'd been driving, we'd been driving somewhere, and she really needed a wee... So I'd sung to her to distract her, and I, and I thought it was really romantic. So whenever she's got annoyed on car journeys, I've, I've sung to her for the last four or five years, thinking she finds it entertaining. 
and she finally, midway through uh, Ring of Fire, which is ironic because she did need the toilet at the time as well, uh, she just went, will you shut up? Uh, In a uh, slightly maternal way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually... You see, this is interesting because I was reading a survey. I love a survey. I love a survey in the Daily Mail as well. <laughs> That's the measure of me. And, uh, but they were talking about map reading was one of the things they cited. They were talking about people sort of arguing on holiday. Do you know what the top ten holiday rows? I mean, you can predict this. I may have just lived through them. Men checking out other women. That's the thing couples argue about most on holiday. And I'm not surprised. Can I just say, not, not if they go to the Cotswolds. <laughs> <laughs> If, uh, if you go to the Cotswolds and your wife tells you off for eyeing up a filly, it's because there is a filly. Literally, a horse has gone by. I can't bear that on holiday, though. Oh, and do you know what? You know when you have the shades on, FYI? Yeah, we know you're looking. We can still see those little eyes looking. I can't bear it. I do feel quite sorry for British men, though. Mediterranean men are much more used to it because there's a flesh... Yeah, fest yeah. going on throughout the year. They have a fleshy culture. Well, they do, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas you lot, you're just kind of not exposed to it. And you panic, you go a bit mental. Mm-hmm. You can't cope. No, and, and so the eyes are darting it. around, just sweating. Oh. Have <laughs> 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 you been on holiday with? <laughs> have you, so, but do men not, do, do women not check men out in the same way? We or? do, but I think we're just good at multitasking. So we make it look slightly more discreet. I do anyway. I've got it down to a fine art. <laughs> also, I think largely men don't look that good, do they? Like poolside, so it's easier for women. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you seen Tom Daly? <laughs> oh, he looks good poolside. Yeah, I'll grant you that. He and looks good he any well? side. Hats, hats off to Tom Daly and all of them. All of them did well. We'll talk about the Olympics later, I'm sure. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. While we were away. The uh, Cotswolds trip was frequently so bad we caught ourselves fantasising about our summer holiday next year. Twelve months. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'd be sat in the rain going, we're definitely going abroad next year, we're definitely going. I think we've got a place booked for next June. Lovely. That's, that's how rainy it was, that we were looking forward to next June. But you've just been to Toronto. I have. I was going to ask the uh, the absolute listenership, where are you going on your holidays? Frank thinks of more jokes than me. I think of a lot of text-ins. Yeah. I do. I, I have so many ideas for text-ins. And I am seeing my hairdresser later, so that stands me in very good stead. Oh, really? I love the fact that hairdressers genuinely ask, have oh. you got any holidays lined up? Have you have you been anywhere? Where are you going on your holidays? Mine asks as well. Yeah, I've got one. Um, you barely get time to answer. It's a brief job. So where are you, where are you going on your holidays? I've, I've been on my holidays. Oh, you went to Florida. I haven't seen you for like three weeks or something, no. so I feel like I don't um, know. It was lovely. I just sat in a in a lounger looking not unlike Jane Crawford with a very large hat, shouting <laughs> nice. at children. Get out of my son. Um, <laughs> you, you haven't got children, have you? No. These are my godchildren. Um we've had some we've had some texts in. Emily's very good at a frosty stare. I like that Steve knew instinctively I didn't have children. You haven't got children, have you? I don't know if that was the tone. I like to think he checked out my waistline. Um, Can I just say, uh, uh, you were talking about your holes uh, and saying you were having problems navigating around the lake, Steve. And Chris in Essex says, 
FYI, by the way, we often refer to people just by the last three digits of their phone number. It's a kind of prison mashup thing. <laughs> I don't quite know how it happened. But Chris in Essex slash 310 says, how do you get lost driving around a lake? Just keep it to the left or right. <laughs> Good point. That was one of the things that was making my wife angry was me essentially making that point. <laughs> but Canadian lakes are so big that you can drive around them thinking, this, this cannot be lake, this has yeah. to be coastline. Well, that's because there's the there's the bit where you drive into America, and it's the it's the, around the Thousand Islands, which is mm-hmm. I didn't realise that's where you get Thousand Island dressing from. Oh, I never, I never knew that. Never knew that. I never knew that. So It'd be it's the Eureka moment. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most stressful bit was getting over into into the states. That was the bit that was pretty hard going. What was there a border control? There was a border control, and we we told him we were doing a house swap. Uh, and he said, "Oh, I've always wanted to do a house swap, but I can't because my house is full of assault rifles." <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all gone a bit Charles yeah, Heston. Yeah, yeah. Was he worried about it not being kiddie-proofed if he swaps it with a family? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, let us know where you're going on your holidays. 8, 12, 15. Yeah, Thousand Island dressing. Amazing, isn't it? (laughs) And it's not tomato sauce mixed with mayo. That's that's just what we call Thousand Island. I think originally it was something a bit more exciting, wasn't it? Oh, what you get on the prawn cocktail. Yeah. Mm, Love that. Uh, Al, you were asking where people were going on their holidays, rather in the manner of Nikki Clark. Indeed, where, the, where are you off on your holidays? Uh, 714, off to Croatia. Quite cultural, but still opportunity to don shades and ogle. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Filthy <laughs> creep. Well, at least he's joining in, though. At least he's joining in. He's My mum's been to Croatia. She, uh, yeah, she enjoyed it. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> 580, and Gap. and Gap. It sounds, like a, a, it sounds like a service is. Do you think that is? Is that your mum driving to Glasgow telling you where she is? <laughs> <laughs> Rate and gap, maybe it's just like a, a retail outlet. <laughs> I don't know. It's a day trip slash holiday. Sounds... You'll be able to get some stuff then. It's the new... You won't come back with just a toothbrush. I'll be able to get some, <laughs> some chinos or some cargo shorts or something. He's in a film with Channing Tatum, Rate and Gap. <laughs> Uh, we've also had an email from Martin Boy, uh, which is both a holiday-related thing and an idiotic eureka moment. Uh, he said, for all those separately booking flights, hire cars and hotels, Bucharest is not the local spelling for Budapest. <laughs> I am starting a 10-hour drive from airport to hotel. Oh, oh, Martin. When I was younger, I did a little bit of backpacking and I, uh, I once misread Dear. a train departure time <laughs> and had to sleep in a train station for 12 hours. And why, why is this leaving at 2am? That's a strange time for a train to go. <laughs> Never occurred to me. Um, Budapest is going to be quite disappointing for Martin when he arrives there. I, I once I did three I did a three day lads holiday to Budapest. Lads. Me me and the fat comedian Greg Davis. Oh really? We went th- we'd been told it was the new Prague, <laughs> uh, and we found out it's very much not the new Prague. It's very much the old Budapest. It really is. <laughs> I like you two being sold a lie though. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was meant to press before the old uh, email. What? Email corner. Needless to say, the screen in front of me is flashing too loud, but <laughs> I, I've, it's the first go on this that I've had. Mm. <laughs> Anna, 
and you can't just keep pressing all the buttons all morning. I think it's a bit of fun, isn't it? No, Alan. You're allowed a bit of fun. It's like Marky Smith at the keyboard going mental. <laughs> turn them off, Alan. Is this the floral just... dance? Alan, turn off the brass it's buttons. Only, it's only 24 seconds. We've got, we've got time. I know, but you can't just keep pressing the jingles all morning, The best Alan. thing about that is that on the screen it just says Brig House. That's what it's described as. <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Morning, I'm Alan Cochran. Uh, it's Absolute Radio. I'm filling in for Frank Skinner, who's away, as they say in uh, news articles. I like it when they say that. And uh, uh, I have uh, the delightful Miss Emily Dean and Steve Hall with me. Uh, text in on eight twelve fifteen. Tell us where you're going on your holidays. You don't have to. You just can if you like. Uh, follow us on Twitter using at Frank on Absolute. That's my house notices done at the top of the hour. Can I just flag up something? Yeah. I believe in honesty on this show, Steve. Um, sorry about that. And, um, in advance. I'm afraid there was an incident earlier during the, uh, the news break. Daisy called Alan Frank. That's fine. And it was a bit ugly. Yeah. Force of habit, I think. We it's got it's, over it. It's going to be recorded in the, the diary of Alan Frank. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, you know, we haven't discussed what I really want to discuss this morning, and I've been waiting to discuss this for so long with you, which is the um, Olympics closing ceremony. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, did we all watch <laughs> it? I saw, I saw some of it. I think, yeah, there was a definite jump. Can I just flag up now? I have about 24 minutes on George Michael's attire. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> any time, yeah. Yeah. Okay, talk us through it. Talk us through what you thought of Well, it. I love the fact that it's his outfit, not the fact that he played a new song that is upsetting you. Which, when Adam Ant did that at Live Aid, never worked again. Destroyed his career, you can think, I just say. You think that's it? Or do you think people will say about George Michael, well, it was about his coma, wasn't it? He's, he's allowed. That's what he said, wasn't it? I don't think he should have been releasing a single called White Lines, but that's another story. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I just, yeah, I was troubled when he came on. Yeah. He walked on stage and I was troubled because I felt he goes to that shop where they sell what we call apocalypse chic. You know, all the clothes are all frayed and it's all earth tones. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, all what about us? And there was a lot of buckle detail at the neck. Now, the skull belt that was, was what I really objected. Yeah, Did yeah. you see it? Yeah, it Did was, you see it? Because it, it was amazing. Because he walked on stage and it was like it was the Terminator if the Terminator was in an episode of Will and Grace. That, that, was, that was the look he'd gone for. You can stick around. I like that. But you can't... No skulls over 40. That's the rule. Was that, was that meant to be based on the... D- to this for the first time wondering who it is who works in fashion journalism <laughs> between you or Steve. Because was it meant to be based on the Damien Hirst skull? Was oh, that the, the, belt, the belt detail? Maybe I don't was. know. I think he picked it up in Hoist or one of those clubs. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I have to say, I was, I was really... I agree with you about what I call... What Pete Waterman calls own stuff. He shouldn't have sung own stuff. Yeah. I think that was a mistake, wasn't it, boys? Because yeah. he got such goodwill. When he sang Freedom, there was a real moment where at the end of that song, that was a nice moment. And then he played a song that nobody knew. <laughs> What's the song he that he's got? He mimed the song. Where the lyric is, um, uh, 
oh, my my auntie got one of his lyrics wrong and thought it was guilty sheep have got no rhythm. <laughs> oh, careless whisper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's guilty feet have got no rhythm. And for about ten years, she was singing to herself, "Guilty sheep have got no rhythm." Which, Which implies some dark incident in her <laughs> exactly, past. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Did Work away at that, Freud. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. So that's that. <laughs> um, did you... You see, also, uh, the, the closing ceremony, I have to say, it was what I feared the opening would be like, and then we were all pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And then, as someone pointed out on Twitter, I think, this week, Danny Ball will spend the rest of his life wandering around saying, Christ, no, the opening. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm not going to say so that's that again. I, <laughs> I, every song that's finished, I've been tempted to say it, but I feel like, you know. You're trying to make it stick. I don't want to overuse it. <laughs> I was also on a project to bring What's Up back, but. <laughs> it's a bit, it is that was Daisy, the producer who hates it, even by email. But then again, she slagged my beard off without seeing it. Can I just say, I'm very impressed at your work with the faders this morning. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be doing all the knobs and everything. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm frequently forgetting to pull down the three faders. Where did you learn all these tricks? I haven't, I haven't learned them. <laughs> That's part of the problem. In that. Anyway, they don't need to see the mechanic. I would have got a man stuff. in. Um, we've got some... Um, the listeners have been telling us where they're going on holiday. Uh, okay. Martin Williams says, I'm off to Croatia as well. In fact, it's time to split. Oh. I think he's making a joke. It's a little pun, isn't it? We have a Croatian <laughs> in the organisation, actually, and she in, <laughs> in she informs us that that's a joke. Sarah the Poisoner. Yeah. Indeed. Just <laughs> FYI, Steve, she poisons us. Oh. I could have done with knowing that before I've drunk the three coffees she's presented me with. Well, but. Yeah. She, she tends to give coffee because it masks the flavour of the poison better. Have we had any, uh, yeah. any other Phil feedback says, from the uh, world? Holes in Broken Hill Outback in Australia. Oh. I'm now worried that that's rude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... No, Broken Hill is... Uh, my wife's Australian. Oh. Uh, Broken Hill is a uh, not a very nice place to spend a holiday, but good luck with that nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's visiting. Oh, I love an Australian. That's a good pull. Lovely. Yeah, that, I was uh, very happy with that. <laughs> Did you just like say to... that's a good pull? Yeah. That's how I like to think of the woman I'm married to. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly crass from Emily Dean. <laughs> I love an Aussie. Um, so, back meanwhile, over at the Olympic Stadium... <laughs> Are we still talking about the closing ceremony? Oh, I'm not done yet. Mm -hmm. What did we think of BDI? Oh, it, that oh. was painful. It, 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 images I think of, he was in pain. Yeah. He sounded like if, he if, had a sore nose If or that performance was any more nasal, he would have become a Vix inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> His brother was a bit unflattering about him the day after, yeah. wasn't he? Called him a tribute band or something. Well, they're going to have BDI. Where was Mike and the Mechanics? I mean, really? I like them. Or, oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that doesn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> I think they're good. I thought also, I thought it was a shame flagging up David Bowie and Freddie Mercury with the visuals. And then them not coming on. It was a bit, look what you could have won yeah, for yeah. a fully special prize, wasn't it? I was very pleased because I'm a long-term long -term fan of Elbow and they, uh, I think, were the... I haven't fact-checked this, but I think they were the first band to sing in tune. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> About halfway through, two-thirds of the way through, and I think 
I was I was very pleased by that. It was what, that was what it was what was so heartbreaking about the ceremony was you had these really good bands and then but them alongside terrible bands. So mm-hmm. so so you had like Ray Davis, Elbow, and then One Direction. Yeah. So it's like it's like you get a menu and someone says you can either have the steak, the lobster, or the sherbet dip dab. <laughs> <laughs> when you said One Direction in a negative way, there I did worry. Oh no. Now the texters are going to go bananas, but I'm not sure the One Direction fans are tuning into Absolute Radio on Saturday morning. <laughs> I think they're probably, you know, busy elsewhere. Um, we've had an email in uh, for Daisy. This is from one of the Absolute Radio executives. Hi, Daisy. Do you, did you get the preppers that always says who's on call? So just so you know. What? What on call? What is it? <laughs> Some sort of regional doctor or something. <laughs> is that really? Actually, personal that? correspondence. Don't use these work facilities, please, for your personal email. Is that really? Now I'm paranoid that there's a uh, like a, a spare host just in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this all code? Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Did you just spit your boiled sweet out there, Emily? Oh, Dean? don't expose the innards. <laughs> oh, sorry. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm having a little strawberries and cream, Steve. I often have a little boiled sweet throughout the show. We did get an email warning of the perils of boiled sweets and lollipops on the uh, dental work, but uh, it's been it's been disregarded, hasn't it? No, but she was warning Frank, and I did remind Frank <laughs> the dental issues were to do with not having brushed his teeth until he was 13, not the boiled sweet. True that. <laughs> Um, Alan, I have been... One of my favourite stories this week, there's nothing I love more than a lotto winner, I have to say. Oh, yeah. We, uh... No, I, I mean, there's nothing I love more than a lotto winner. <laughs> um, what piques your interest in them? I well, I, I think they're almost collectively friends of the show. Yes. These lotto winners. And oh, that's a lot of friends. I don't know how to press the friends of the show button. Hang on. Daisy, do you know how to press no. friends of the show? Excuse me. Don't worry me. about it. Don't <laughs> worry you. about it. Um, She's scribbling. Play some incidental music while she's looking for it. Oh. the show. There we go. Good, now these it? two, they're called the the Bayfords, I believe. Yes. I think we could describe them as curvy. I, th- do you know, one of the things I really like about them is yeah. that they're self-confessed curvy. I, yeah. I hate the unaware curvy. <laughs> I like it because he said that he was going to buy a big car for a big guy or something like that, and yes. so as soon as he said that, I thought, oh, good. It's fine for us to discuss it. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I looked at them, and she's lost six stone, apparently, already. <sighs> Wowzer. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they've said... It's quite a nice story. I like people like this winning. I like people like this winning. Yeah. I think they'll spend their money wisely. Mm-hmm. And I also, I have to say, I was very impressed by the friend. Did you hear about the friend? They offered him... They offered to make him a millionaire. And he said, no, I don't want the money. Although, he said, I didn't earn it, which I is just what John Cleese's ex-wife said. <laughs> should have said. Mm. I think uh, I think that was a son story one day, and then the next day the friend went, no, we haven't even talked about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the friend thought, hang on, don't talk me out of this money. We haven't had the conversation. <laughs> and uh, they've also done a few weird things, the papers with it. They showed a picture of the bloke who was behind him in the queue Saying, How could you see him? <laughs> it was a special vantage point from up on high. But they showed a picture of him, like the guy in the in the sort of uh, little shop behind the guy who bought the winning lottery ticket, mm. as if, 
oh, he would definitely be buying a lottery ticket and he definitely would have missed the winning one. <laughs> and you think, you've misunderstood the concept of a lottery here. <laughs> and also, they were saying, oh, he'd be so disappointed. And I was thinking, well, only if he was trying to buy a chocolate bar after that guy. <laughs> You know, and then it said in the paper the day after, oh, I wasn't even trying to buy um, a lottery <laughs> ticket, but good luck to him. That out, one hundred forty-eight million. That's that's a lot of gangsters. It is, uh, or as the papers, <laughs> I think, deliberately keep describing it as a lot of dough when, <laughs> when, when describing a large couple. It does seem slightly malicious, doesn't it? <laughs> and I love the fact that the daughter said, "Have we made enough money that we can go for a pizza?" And uh, I mean, could you be? Pizza makes me so happy. It's almost like mm. a physical pleasure. But the idea of pizza after having won £148 million, <laughs> pounds, is there ever going to be a better, better pizza? I hope that she likes a Fiorentina. You know the one, and she said, Daddy, can I have the one with the fried egg on top? And he went, you can have the one with a Fabergé egg on top. We've got that much money now. Al, can yes. I just say at this juncture, um, we sometimes have a little segment... Steve called I dream of Frank. People dream of Frank, and we, today we've got an <laughs> I dream. I dream of Alan. No way. Um, does Is this that, from my mum? <laughs> does Alan sad. live in South London? I had a dream of racing him on Cycle Super Highway Seven to Balham last night. He beat me on a cream-coloured bike, complete with basket. I woke abruptly from the shame of it. Oh, that often happens with me. Please put me out of my shame spiral by saying this could never happen. Cheers, Andrew. Andrew or loser. <gasps> Alan! It's like I beat you in this race. I'm, how shallow am I that I'm prepared to consider myself a winner because of somebody else's dream well, about me? You're the Bradley Wiggins of sleepy time. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be really good. They, they were brilliant. I, I already miss the Olympics. Do you know what happened? During the very early stages of the Olympics, our Sky Plus had one of those brain burps that these devices have sometimes mm. and wiped everything. So every document, every series that was on there. No. Yeah, everything. And do you know what? It's only now that the Olympics has finished that I'm annoyed about it. <laughs> because while the Olympics was on, I didn't really watch a lot of Sky Plus stuff. I was thinking, well, why would I? I can watch well, what judo about your or never-to-be-deleted or... stuff, like my George Galloway and Pete Burns in Gone. The Big Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> never has been deleted. Gone. Everything, everything gone. But I'm philosophical about it. I'm like that guy. If you burn my house down, I'll just get another. I'll let your insurance company know. <laughs> I don't um, think it's a philosophy about coping with arson. But, but you know what I mean. But so, yeah. meanwhile, mm -hmm. over at the lotto winners, where the oh, Krispy yeah. Kremes are piling up. <laughs> um, this is, no, this is getting progressively more abusive towards them. <laughs> Actually, last time we did That's get complaints that we were no, anti-fatist about Can the I be honest? Winners. I was really pleased with them because they do seem... I know it's what your mum would say, but they do seem like a nice couple, though. And they met because he dialed the wrong number. Yeah, Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then he wooed her on the phone and convinced her to come down and meet him from like oh, Dundee yeah. or Aberdeen so or somewhere. Nice. He'd only had two thousand misdialed calls before <laughs> that got, got police complaints. But it's almost like a story from a different era, isn't it? The wrong number. Nobody has wrong numbers anymore. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, hello. <laughs> this is Absolute... I'll gonna, I'm going to pretend to be like a proper radio presenter for a second now. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, you can text us on 81215. Alan Cochran, in for Frank Skinner. That's what they say as well, isn't it? Oh, they say in for... 
in, yeah. in for Frank Skinner. In for skin. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, in Frank Skinner style, what else? Well, oh yeah, Frank says that he a lot. Does, too. Just what FYC, else? Frank will go, what else? And you have to think of something. And quite FYI, yeah. Emily will abbreviate everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time for a bit of email corner. Oh, God. On what, you don't, don't have to I play the jingle. Email corner. There no, we go. No, I'll sing it. <laughs> email corner. That's right. I always do it in the Beatles tune. Frank recorded it in Rishikesh when he was on a retreat with George Harrison. <laughs> um, we've had an influx of IEMs, which are, Steve, have you learnt this Idiotic morning? eureka moments. Very good. Good. Uh, we've had, would you like to hear them, Al? I, I would like to hear them, because I've had one. Have I've had you? one. I've had one this week, in fact. Well, Gary Massey says, Dear show... Oh, that's nice and personal. Mm -hmm. uh, whilst listening to a friend of mine talking about Ramadan and fasting recently, it suddenly dawned on me that the word breakfast was an extremely self-explanatory title. It literally means to break the fast of the night before. Hopefully you reading this out will cause others to have the same IEM. I can't believe that. That no. people are literally realising that. Do you think I, I, he must be fibbing? He must have known that all his life. There's no point. It's like the innate uh, ability for grammar, isn't it? You, you, you're born knowing that breakfast means break the fast, surely. I maybe, don't. Maybe he'll get confused and think that break dancing involves injuring yourself on the dance floor <laughs> from <laughs> Who was the tennis player that hurt herself dancing? Uh, I think it might have been one of the Williams sisters. Oh, yes. I, ca I call it continue fast, is what I call it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I work in fashion. Work in fashion, yeah, yeah. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I believe we've had a uh, text in saying nice mix, Alan, have we? Yes, we did. Oh, it takes me back to my teenage years of uh, being on the ones and twos. <laughs> You know the old uh, Technics no, SL1210s? No, I don't. I have no idea what you mean. All right, fair enough. <laughs> the ones and twos? Yeah, yeah. Was that when you were potty training? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, there'll be, uh, you know, the, it's, it's industry speak. It's DJ industry speak, isn't it? <laughs> you and all your pals from D-Ream, yeah. DJ pals. <laughs> exactly, yeah. what, Did you have a DJ name? Uh, well, well, yeah. He so did, didn't he? He I so did, did. Uh, yeah. What was it? Allo. Allo. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? It's awful. But yeah, I'm oh. even blushing even as we speak. That's terrible, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, it was really bad. Yeah, yeah. DJ Allo. I was not good. But, you know, the mixing that I just did a moment ago was not mine either. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Daisy. Um, DJ She's not attacking my beard now, is she? DJ Allo, we've had some, yeah. more, um, <laughs> some more idiotic Eureka moments in. It doesn't feel as if I got as much cachet for my DJ Allo admission as I did either for uh, admitting that I was uh, Jason in the TV series A&E or for that I'd read all of Judy Bloom. I think they were more cool confessions <laughs> to make. Do you know about that, Steve? Yeah. Um, DJ Allo played um, Jason, was it Jason the Asthmatic? Yeah, Jason the Asthmatic. Yeah. I was just not aware of this. Yeah, in the TV series A&E. Because obviously you played, you played a chauffeur, having discussed chauffeurs earlier. Alan was a, a chauffeur in, the, in our disastrously received BBC Three series, We Are Clang. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we, gave, we gave him a little part, a little part from a mate. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it. It was, one, it was one of the few bits of the series that wasn't terrible. <laughs> my bit, my 30-second <laughs> yeah. cameo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, would you so. like to hear some more idiotic Eureka yes, moments? Yes, yes, I would. That our listeners and then have I'll been tell emailing you mine. I'll tell you mine. Okay. Uh, we've got one from Rachel. Hello, mm-hmm. I had an idiotic Eureka moment this week. Until now, I've always believed that the much-loved children's story, Alice in Wonderland, was in fact about a girl who was called Alison. Alison And her Wonderland. surname was Wonderland. Wow, you'd think she'd have walked past the book at some point like, and seen the cover and seen Alice in... Anyway. Yes. I can, she, I can she now understand. thinks that there's a place called Moye and it's Alice in Moye. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a, a comedy programme for children called Giggle Biz and the guy on it is funny and he, he has a, a character that's an antiques expert and her name is Antique, which I like. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Uh, Ned, have we got time for Neds? I think we've got time for Neds. Hello, I thought you'd like to know I had an idiotic Eureka moment the other day. I just realised Hyacinth Bucket wants her last name pronounced bouquet, not just because bucket is a vulgar word, but Mm -hmm. because a hyacinth is a type of flower. It is. It seems I had an IEM without the all the best, Ned. P.S. If Emily's ever in New York, I'll gladly show her the city. But I'm happily married, so she'll need to make her own arrangements for dead and bored. <laughs> I love this growing trend for emailers to offer you a day out. I really like Steve, it. I've had so many offers. So many offers of Edinburgh, days Birmingham, Bristol. Yeah. And the Kent area. So anyway. It's a chance for a staycation. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. Bother. Book yourself a foreign holiday. Uh, <laughs> I I realised this week, you know when you get an iPhone and it's got the headphones that have got the little volume control halfway up, you know the little volume control? Is that what that is? Yeah, there's a plus and minus. (laughs) Wait for it. I'm thinking I've got the one that's a plus and minus, it's just a volume control. People are walking past me using it as a hands-free and I'm thinking, where are they getting these hands-free ones? I was literally taking them out to speak on the phone and it turns out it's a tiny little hands-free as well. Did you know that? No. Oh, good. I don't feel like it was quite so <laughs> idiotic, a eureka moment. If that same thing has happened to you, could you text in? Because, you know, Emily and I need reassurance. <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Morning, this is Absolute Radio. I'm Alan Cochran, in for Frank Skinner. Uh, he's not on holiday, he's just trapped in heavy traffic outside the Ecuadorian embassy. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, you can text us on 8.12.15, follow us on Twitter using at Frank on Absolute. Uh, we haven't changed the Twitter handle, as they say. Oh, all right, CBS. You've got a Twitter handle, haven't you, Emily? Yes, I have. As, as okay, listen, everyone in the Kent or St Albans or Birmingham <laughs> area, for the last time, it's divine <laughs> underscore miss <laughs> underscore M-E-M. Oh, really? It's I a pun it... on a sort of Bette Midler thing, divine miss M. You see, Steve will understand that because he's got a lot of cultural references. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I never got that, to be honest. No. I'm having an idiotic eureka moment now. I don't judge you for it because oh, I good. adore you. Al, we've had uh, 280 has, uh, I think, texted in on Uh 812.15 and says, um, on the subject of idiotic Eureka moments, I used to think that when radio presenters announced a song as a non-mover, it meant you couldn't dance to it. That is great. That's from Cam in Bristol, breaking the mould by listening to the show not in a tour T-shirt, a pair of Calvin (laughs) classics. (laughs) I love that. And again, that sort of... um, it harks to a time gone by, doesn't it? It's a bit like earlier when we were talking about the wrong number. People don't do wrong numbers anymore. And DJs, I don't think so. This is a non-move. Because the charts have somehow become less relevant, haven't they? In the same way that phone numbers are now a bit irrelevant, aren't they? Because you just press your iPhone favourites or recents or whatever and it's done, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. 
We've oh, just had... I'm trying to find it, Alan, because we've also had a response to your... Um, you know, you were talking about your iPhone. Oh, yeah. I know it sounds bad, but it was quite interesting. The headphones. Uh, yeah, you were talking about the iPhones. Someone was responding to that. I'm sorry. Yes, here we are. Hi, DJ Allo's Allo's <laughs> crew. <laughs> See? I knew it'd catch on 20 years after the event. The iPhone controller does the music player too. Press once for start, stop. Twice to go forward, three no to go way. back. No way. To add to offers for Emily, Horsham is nice this time of year if you wish to join me. <laughs> well, you say Horsham's nice this time of year, but the staycation, I just I just don't believe that. I think the weather could ruin Horsham, even Horsham. Where's my, my that the Sussex area? My staycation was so bad. At one point, I, uh, I spotted the, a big pot of yoghurt that I had had a competition on it <laughs> and, uh, and I went through and got my laptop and entered an online competition and then I realised that we had for another yogurt. pot yeah, for, no, to win a food uh, to win a kitchen device it was it was like a blender or something and I thought I've never entered a competition I'm, I'm stuck in the Cotswolds it's raining the family have gone to there was one night where my wife said I'm really tired I'm going to have a nap at 20 past 8 <laughs> And then she just went to bed until the following morning. And, and so I entered this competition to win a, a blender or whatever. It came up, you've, you've not won this time. And I thought, hang on, we've got another part of that yoghurt through there. <laughs> and I went through. And, and the way to get the number to enter online was to rip the sort of the paper sleeve on the outside oh, to yeah. get into the I'm, inside. I'm familiar with and it. And then there was a code. I ripped the paper sleeve and ripped through the number. So not only am I a loser in the first competition, <laughs> I'm a loser in the second one because I made it impossible to enter. That's how bad my last week on holiday has been. I mean, obviously, I still live with my family, but I yeah. do not love the Cotswolds or the rain. It sounds like you've got sort of mild post-traumatic stress from this. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> foreign holidays. Next year, it's going to be foreign. Oh, yeah. I can recommend you a, a, the house swap. Oh, yeah, you did the yeah. house swap, didn't you? Well, we, it, and it's not without its problems. Uh, our, uh, we arrived in our place. It's a lovely little... Uh, we swapped our tiny flat for a nice three-bedroom house in Toronto. Wow. Uh, and we'd driven around the lake before we before we set in, settled in, uh, and the toilet blocked within two minutes of us being there. And so it, you, it wasn't our fault. So you had a wet uh, room as well? I, I did, exactly. <laughs> it, but it was third day of Glastonbury proportions. Oh. And, and, they had, and, it, and it's a man's job. to fit. It feels like that's a dad job yeah. or a husband job yeah. to, to fix. So I felt quite heroic. But they had to, they had to physically replace the entire toilet. While oh you're in somebody God. else's yeah. house. Yes. God, that's the worst that thing that's was, ever happened to a human being. And my wife's a vegetarian, so it was fairly unpleasant. <laughs> it was a, and when you got back to your flat, had they like put a new kitchen in for you or anything? <laughs> Is it just it's not mutual? We we were quite we, we were nervous about flushing uh, the one in our place just in case it was them. But did they pay? Did they? Oh like, yeah, yeah, they paid. But it just they left you their credit card details <laughs> saying in case you need to replace the toilet. <laughs> the, this is our number. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my uh, I've got my phone on airplane mode, so I, I haven't even checked. I might have had texts all all morning from my mum saying, "Am I at Carlisle now, or you know wherever? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows?" Anyway, Alan um, and Steve. Sometimes Steve, I like to share because um, I've I've had one of my incidents. 
this week, Uh-oh. Alan. Uh-oh. You this know my incident. This isn't medical, is it? <laughs> no. Um, Going from the subject of toilet changes. <laughs> there have been those, but this isn't the appropriate forum, really. <laughs> this is more... This is a kind of one of those social... Oh, moments where oh, I do... Your arthritic claw. Arthritic claw, because I cringe so much at what <laughs> I've done. a claw of embarrassment. Yeah. Um, although not for me, fortunately. For others, this time, the arthritic claw... Because I was, I work at um, InStyle magazine, fashion magazine. I'm deputy editor there. Well done. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> was, were we meant um, to go, woo, get you. <laughs> and uh, I oversee a team of lovely fashion girls. And I was very busy this week because the editor's away, so I'm running the show in her absence. I know how you feel. Mm, well, there you go. Uh, and so a couple of the girls went downstairs. They said, oh, um, we'll see you later. I said, OK. I said, let's, let, let's, go, uh, let's go and have some lunch together, though. I said, mm-hmm. all right. So couldn't find them suddenly. They'd gone. was looking everywhere for them. Spotted them over at a cafe. So I rung one of them. Oh, no. She didn't pick up. But she, I don't think she had her phone with her. Rung the other one. I could see that blackberry glinting in the midday sun. She didn't pick it up. She dropped my call. Oh, you got screened in, yeah. and oh. you could see it happen. By one, by an employee, by an employee, ex-employee, surely. Yeah. Well, I did what I feel was the <laughs> only reasonable thing to do in this situation as a boss. I sent a very passive-aggressive text saying, "I can see you." <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely did that. And then you aired it on weekend radio. That's <laughs> the perfect I said, response. I can see you. She and- said. Daisy's, the producer's got a hand over her mouth. She text, Embarrassment. She texted back, where are you? Uh-oh. I texted back, look behind you. Good for you. <laughs> Demonic. They saw me. Their oh. faces fell. One blushed. Uh, one styled it out. She said, oh, oh, uh, my phone was on silent. What, is that the one that hadn't heard? Yeah, she said the phone was on silent. It was in an expensive handbag and therefore, yeah. So, but frankly, they can save their excuses for the tribunal on Monday. (laughs) It takes place then. So, but the drop, that's awful. When you see someone drop your call, it's not a good moment, is it? It's a nauseous feeling, that. Yeah, for them, yeah. yeah. Occasionally when I screen a call, I I give a glance around my shoulder in case case someone's seen me. Like, once once my manager rang me in Euston Station, but I was busy. I had to buy a sandwich and get a train. You know, I cannot multitask. (laughs) And so I thought, I'll call him back later. Um, But I did give a quick glance around, thinking, what if he's just walking out of Pret-a-Manger or something he's seen me <laughs> and he's thought let's just test Alan's loyalty <laughs> you see I I'm a reasonable human being Steve but I won't <laughs> tolerate I like the fact that it's Steve that you feel the, the need to tell that I have a confessional thing with him I can't explain but I do have abandonment issues mm-hmm. and I won't tolerate a drop call no I, I feel like they've put their job on the line with that move yeah, I'm pretty confident yeah. of that. And do you know what's great? is that well, I accepted your call at a highly inconvenient time this week. It couldn't have been more inconvenient unless I was juggling chainsaws or something. <laughs> but you, had, you had a child in a storm and you took my call. It was pouring you down were, and you we were, were essentially running in. Heathcliff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With beard and everything. Yeah, yeah. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Just had a thought. You know, another thing that uh, radio presenters like what I am today could do is instead of finishing the song and going, so that's that, Mm. they could say, um, now we're talking. (laughs) Because now we're talking, aren't we? 
I love this creation of the catchphrase. That we're workshopping it live on air. <laughs> exactly. You've got to do something to fill the minutes, haven't you? <laughs> Quite often got four. Four minutes. Um, Alan, DJ... Is it DJ Alo or DJ Alo? <laughs> it was DJ Alo, but it oh, was... Oh, like Aloe Vera. Can I just say past tense? A-L-O. Past um, tense. I, you know I like a survey. You do seem Can to I love a survey. Can I have another survey that I've seen? Yeah, bring it up. Because they're one of my favourite things. Now, this is to do with smell, which is another obsession. You're, you've got an obsession with smell? No. Oh. I've got an obsession <laughs> with... Well, I've got a very finely tuned nose, so I can... Honestly, I can spot... If someone hasn't properly aired their jeans, you know, and they leave them in the washing machine for too long, slightly mildewy. Oh, yeah, I foisted. Can smell that. Oh. What, what sort of distance? I'd say uh, at least 100 paces. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm in, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you think you've disproved that theory already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, so this survey said that they've actually proved now this is women's biggest turn-off. I saw this. Is a bad sen- is if a man smells bad, that's their biggest no-no. That's uh-huh. worse than a bad poor sense of humour mm-hmm. and bad dress sense. Yeah, and someone it, smelling bad. Didn't it cite Russell Brand as possibly being a smelly celebrity? Because I think he's taken a hit on all three there. Oh, um, but <laughs> no, I did. Um, but he. Uh, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like the the way people smell is it's very important, isn't it? I mean, nobody smells like the the lovely smells that you hear about, like freshly mown grass. Or I love no. the smell of clean sheets, but I never change the bedding. No, never. I reckon if I lived alone, I would change my bedding every eighteen months. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> I think there would be a point as we were approaching Christmas. I say we, I mean me. I'd think, shall I change the bedding yet? No, I'll give it till Easter. I really do oh, think I'd do it a lot. God. But the smell of it when you get into clean sheets, it is lovely, isn't it? It's great. Oh, it's lovely. It's lo- I, it, But I would, that would put me off, because I once, yeah. I dated a man once, and his, Just i tell months. you what put me off him, was his hair smelled a bit funny. It smelled of old combs. And oh. That's another thing I won't tolerate. Old combs. Yeah. You've got to have rules, haven't you? It just smelled... Do you know that smell? It yeah. smelled a bit un... It just smelled funny. I saw this article and discussed it with my wife. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and she said that she broke up with someone um, in her youth, I, I can only assume. Um, <laughs> Last because, week. Because he yeah. smelled of burning rubber. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, do tell me more. And she said, well, I say I broke up with him. Actually, I moved away and just didn't tell him. <laughs> And uh, which shows that it was the era before the mobile phone and the pager, doesn't it? Because now you could move away and not tell people and everything would just carry on as normal, wouldn't it? The, the smell of burning rubber might imply he's very good in bed. Always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis I ne- Hamilton. I never checked that. I never checked either of these. But I, I had a short frisson on with a girl who smelled of raw onion. Or it could have just been that we'd been to a kebab shop or something. I don't know. Maybe she didn't permanently smell of raw onion, but the time I knew I know she what you did. mean, I knew someone whose feet smelled a bit of raw onion their feet mm. were you <laughs> sniffing the gentleman's feet how dare you be so personal <laughs> this during the infamous toe job <laughs> period of the tabloid press is this when you were going out with David Mellor <laughs> <laughs> in his Chelsea shirt Alan yes dear we were talking <laughs> extraordinary dynamic developing <laughs> uh, we were talking about bad smells and um, I think that was the original working draft for uh, that Beatles song. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like that. I got that. Um, John McCrick was actually cited as the the celebrity that people thought would be the worst smelling. Oh yeah, I bet he honks. Well, I think he does. I think yeah, yeah. yeah. I've not met him, but well, again, from the Celebrity Big Brother one that he was in, it looked like there was mould. <laughs> Did you ever see him walking around topless? <laughs> no, he looked. There in was... fact, I think this version of Celebrity Big Brother may be the first one I ever watched. <laughs> it's possibly displacement activity since the Olympics have stopped that I've just go, oh, well, that'll do, won't it? Mm. If they could get, like, a red button system and have Julian Clary, Greco-Roman wrestling against Harvey, I think their numbers would go <laughs> through the roof, wouldn't they? Yeah. I thought you said Michael Greco for a minute there. I would like him to go in. <laughs> He's one of my favourites. Good reference. I haven't um, heard of him for a while. And the other, but I do actually know one celebrity. I see Patrick Moore. I do know he do, he does smell a bit. I'm afraid <laughs> but he, he, he's sort of allowed. I guess he's allowed to because yeah, he's a yeah. national treasure. Well, also so he's, he's so clever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's you know. I know that's not what he trades on. Smelling fragrant. Smelling nice. Mm. Celebrities also- I've met that did smell nice. I, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did a warm up on Paul O'Grady's show once, and he smelled lovely. Was he nice? I just walked past him in the corridor. I didn't really meet him, but he smelled good. Sarah Jessica Parker, one of the best smelling individuals I've ever encountered. Is that right? Lovely, yeah. Um, <laughs> Alexa Chung smelled very nice. Right. <laughs> I hope somebody's just tuning in now. Yeah. I, re- I really hope that probably they've had the car on and just... And it's just us going, so-and-so smelt nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that survey and on, on the comments, because it's another Daily Mail survey, wasn't it? Oh, or, 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 was it, or was it the Daily comments. Mail just reporting a scientific survey? But the Daily the Mail f- comments are a wonderful thing. Because the first comment I read, having read the story, I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Someone had just written, Kate Middleton looks like she smells. <laughs> Which is a very odd I thing. I think you just meant to say yes. nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe just- she does look like she smells nice. Some people look like they smell bad, don't they? There are certain celebrities that we've discussed before that I think look like they need a bath. But Run them past me during the break and I'll tell you. Okay. We've, ha- we've actually had uh, a text in from Sandy Mason, who's not just friend of the show, she's actually mother-in-law of show. Oh, yeah? Uh, thanks, mother-in-law. Hello from friend of the show, Sandy Mason. I just bumped into an old flame, smelling of that very same musty smell that I now hear you discussing. <laughs> wow. As I wondered how to tell him, he suddenly said, what's that funny smell? Oh, they were Ooh. just... Perhaps yeah. they're having this chat in a wet room and nobody used to scream in the corner. <laughs> Have you ever had to break it to someone that, that they smell? No, that is one of the things that would put me off a career in HR. Because <laughs> that is what they basically do, isn't it? Isn't, isn't that it? Like they just yeah. basically say, you know, don't, don't they do it by email now? Look, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> have, <laughs> a bar, have a bar. When the secret Santa has bought you links three years in a row, <laughs> I think you know that your uh, colleagues are letting you know something. Cochrane and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, uh, Alan and Emily, uh, I've been uh, scandalised by this news story. The, mm. uh, I, I'm a big fan of Scrabble. I don't know what your feelings are. I love Scrabble. And there was a, there was a player in a fairly high-level Scrabble competition, uh, a, a young child. He's not been named because he's a minor. So sad to see kids cheating. He, he's been ejected from the tournament in disgrace because he was found uh, hiding blank letter tiles from, from round to round. He was secreting them on his person. <laughs> Like oh. so, uh, and uh, rolled up to, the sleeve. Rolled up the sleeve. I think dropped on the floor. Possibly used as some some kind of suppository. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, and and uh, he was spotted, and he'd been ejected from the tournament in disgrace. 
Uh, and whilst it's kind of sad, it's also fascinating because I only cheat at Scrabble because Scrabble became kind of an online thing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, and essentially Scrabble games online are two people separated by potentially thousands of miles, both using anagram solvers to try right. and appear better than they can. Yes. I was particularly upset by it because I used to... Scrabble, when I was a single man... Uh, this is uh, Scrabble was my way of picking up ladies. No. I used to chat ladies up. Seriously? I genuinely had some success. Really? <laughs> because because you can come, af- come across as brainy and erudite, even though you're cheating. Yeah, so I used to ask the dread Judy Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you still do. Yes. Well, I, did, I did the smoothest thing I've ever done whilst chatting a lady up on Scrabble. We'd been playing for about five hours, uh, and I'd won every game. Is this online? Or this, is online. this is online. This is online. Oh, it's gone uh, a bit chat roulette online. <laughs> it, yeah. it was, uh, uh, and she said, uh, it was going very well. I was, I was winning and being quite charming. Uh, and so she said, uh, just to paint you a picture while playing Scrabble with you, I am drinking red wine and listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Uh-huh. Uh, so I did the smoothest thing I've ever ever uh, did. That in response to her saying I'm listening, uh, playing Scrabble and listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, I said, uh, "Well, at least if you put baby in the corner, it'll be a triple word score." <laughs> very good. Oh, the very good. smoothest thing I've ever You're done. Smooth. <laughs> you know, you know when it's it's quite smooth and yet utterly horrific at the same time. Like I feel like I, I need to have a bath just for having even recalled it. I'm doing a slight arthritic claw. That's <laughs> and how long have you been married? To the set <laughs> It went that way. I have to say, Alan, I loathe Scrabble. I absolutely <laughs> despise it. I love it when you loathe things. I hate it so much. Nobody uses the word loathe as well as you do. It's, Ironically, in a Scrabble conversation. It's one of my most hated things. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because, firstly, because... Awkward. I'll tell you why I don't like it. I think it's a weird way to spend your time. Say, mm. oh, I've got dog, seven points. You're 40, <laughs> right? Sitting in a room with strange tiles spelling tin and dog. I don't understand it. I think people aim higher, though. Also, <laughs> yeah, but I'm bad at it. This is the other thing. Really? I should say, I think... It's because I think it's quite a left-brain mathematical thing. I don't think it's anything to do with words, really. It's to do with maths. It's mm-hmm. to do with seeing shapes and, and seeing how the words... So I can't... I'm terrible at it. Right. That's why I don't like we, it. We should get you some publications. to, to You can get better at that. I'm, I'm deputy editor for In Tile magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, there is something about Scrabble that I think... If you're good at Scrabble, it brings out a really weird ego, doesn't it? It's yeah, just one yeah. of those things that, like, people punch the air and get a bit kind of, uh, a bit unpleasant. I'm not <laughs> saying that they are unpleasant, just there's something <laughs> about it. Um, I just, I, I've been desperately trying to think of a pun all the way through this uh, mm. about uh, a night on the tiles, but <laughs> epic fail, epic fail. <laughs> Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I fancy playing chess against people. I don't. Um, I don't play enough chess. Oh. I've actually considered volunteering in an old person's home to play an old man at chess once a week or something. But I don't think you can do that and then insist that they don't have any food on their chin. I didn't know you were on the spectrum. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm not on the spectrum, <laughs> but I like a game of chess. It's a yeah. tricky playing chess against very old people because there's the the clock that tells you how much time you've got left. Like, <laughs> that can be quite upsetting for them. <laughs> they just see it ticking in a way. TikTok, old man. TikTok. Anyway, anyway. So you're are you both going to festivals after today's show? I believe we're both going separately to different. We are indeed. Yes. To perform a little uh, little comedy. I'm Are assuming you you're doing a comedy turn. I am doing a turn. 
You're doing a turn. I'm doing two turns, in fact. Are you? Doing a Saturday and a Sunday. Oh, nice. Are you camping? Yeah. Oh. Are you? Well, it's so nice. Well, we're doing we're doing sort of the upper ed- opposite ends of the spectrum because I'm doing the the Green Man Festival in the Brecon Beacons, which is delightful. And you're oh, doing the. What's that to do with? Is that like a pedestrian crossing transport <laughs> festival? <laughs> It's, that's what, what it should be. That's what it should be. I'd go to what that. What actually is the Green Man Festival? It's just a, it's a folky festival in Wales, but it's got a very small capacity of like maybe five or ten thousand. Oh, um, okay. So, so Van Morrison's headlining tonight. Wow. Uh, oh. Who I gather is a delightful man on stage. He's the most cheery demeanour <laughs> of any performer. <laughs> I imagine he'll be a bit like spending time with me this morning. Yeah. Whereas you're doing the V Festival, or I'm is doing... it to be known from next year the First Group Festival? Is that true? Oh, I see. Uh, excellent. Little uh, railway joke there. Oh. Railway machinations <laughs> joke. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the V Festival. And it's a bit weird, because when it was booked in, I thought it was probably going to be the Sunday, or then not booked. And, then, and now I'm kind of like... I'm going home and then I'm driving to it, doing my turn, and then I might drive home. But the, it does feel like I'm then going to miss all those bands, which is a shame because, you know, if I'm driving and a good song comes on the radio, I cheer up, whereas I'm actually going to deliberately miss seeing these bands live. That seems a shame, doesn't it? Maybe but I'll watch see, them. I'm not going to a festival. What I'm going to do instead is just go home and watch Kerrang! TV and not bath. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially having the festival experience. <laughs> to each their own, I the suppose. Deodorant dodging experience. I mean, the last festival I went to with Famille, uh, the um, guy who'd booked me for it, who works for my management, texted me saying, don't come if you haven't all got wellies. It was absolutely drenched. Who's you are, Rupert the Bear? <laughs> <laughs> so I bought the entire family wellies that day. I, uh, wellies were an item I never really wanted to own, no. but now do. I don't think they're compatible with having a mortgage. This is the ageing process. <laughs> exactly. You need to be mortgage-free before you can... There will be someone listening to this thinking, wellies are really expensive. You could use them on your allotment. I could, but I think the allotment is going to go... We're, we're, we're not keeping it up. It's, it's too much work. And also, I've just not got the frame for weeding. Apparently, the last time we were down there, I described it as tedious. Oh, and, wow. uh, and apparently, that is inappropriate. What I meant was that I found weeding tedious. I'm, I'm six foot three. I'm a big, I'm a big unit. And uh, <laughs> crouching down to weed, it's it is tedious. I'll say it. It's the grumpiest version of the good life. It, yeah, it's not. It's not great. And we haven't had a good yield either. We haven't had good. Tell food me about it. it. Food wise, it's not been good. I feel like food wise is that where you get is that your ricardo yes <laughs> well in, in in theory it's meant to be but in practice there's been uh, there's been precious little for me to actually scoff so gutted yeah well, enjoy the festival. You're both looking at me now as if to go, we've literally no, run I out of No, I just want steam. you both to assure me that you're not going to wear Peruvian hats at all. Oh, no, I don't. I'm or take never, any natural highs. None of that. <laughs> way, way too old for all that. Yeah, no. definitely. Uh, coming up next, we should explain that uh, we'll be back next week if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, as Frank says. Uh, he's still on his holidays, and we'll see you next week. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean sitting in for Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.